0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee
1: and Molly Show rebroadcast for the American Armed Forces and their allies. <laughs> For you soldiers, sailors, marines, and Coast Guardsmen, it's time for Billy Mills and his orchestra, the King's Men, Ransom Sherman, Arthur Q. Bryan, and Fibber McGee and Molly. One of the things that Mrs. McGee is never quite sure about is whether it's more satisfactory to send her husband to the grocery store or go herself. At the moment, however, she's trying it the hard way once again. As we meet, Bibber McGee and Molly. Now, let me get that again. A loaf of bread, a half a dozen eggs, and a can of corn. Is that all?
2: That's all. Mm-hmm. Shall I write it down in a slip of paper for you?
1: Why, certainly not. My gosh, anybody that couldn't remember three simple little items like a loaf of bread and a can of corn and that and and
2: other... Half a dozen Half eggs. Half a dozen
3: eggs. <laughs>
1: I got it. How about some meat?
2: We're all out of meat points.
1: Okay, that's what we'll have then. What? Leg and nothing.
2: <laughs>
1: well, here I go, laughing and scratching. Corn, eggs, and bread, corn...
2: They have the phone call put on our bill, too. What phone call? The one where you called me up and asked me what was it besides eggs and bread.
1: <laughs> ah, don't worry, Snooky. I got it. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Let me see. Corn, bread, and eggs. Corn, bread, and eggs.
3: Corn, and eggs? Seems
1: to me there were three things she wanted
3: eggs, corn, and something else. Oh, well,
1: she'll be expecting me to call up anyway. So, uh...
3: <laughs> Say,
4: excuse
1: me, but uh, could you tell me what... Well, I'll be a... If it isn't good, well, by George, it certainly... Is. Well, how are you, old man? Why, uh, <laughs> I'm fine. Well, but... I set these drifts out of
3: huh.
1: Here, put her there. Boy, it's grand to see you again after all these years. You're looking great. Well, thanks. I... Uh... I'm, uh, well, you're looking great, too. It's so oh, many years since we met, I can't believe it's really you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's me, all right. <laughs> but uh, you've Bill... uh, you filled out a little, though. Yeah. Broader in the shoulders.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, a
1: little touch of gray hair, very distinguished. Oh, it's not... Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, say, uh, you remember me, don't you? Bill Smith, back in school? Bill Smith? You mean back in Peoria? Yeah, Peoria. <laughs> Hello, Peoria. What mm-hmm. times we you to have in the old... To say you are, I, I mean, I haven't made a mistake, have I? Your name is... McGee. Pippa McGee. You had it right. Uh, I'm sure I have. <laughs> by George, this is great, isn't it? Say, whatever happened to that little girl you were going with, the pretty one? Uh, she lived over by the, uh, on the other side... You, you, you know mean the... Molly Driscoll? Why, shucks, I married her, Bill. No kidding. Yeah. You lucky son of a gun. Ah, yeah. uh, there was a great little girl, that like Molly. Well, tell her old Bill Smith said to say hello. Hey, why don't you tell her yourself? We live right here. Come on in. She'd love to meet anybody from the old hometown. Oh, ain't to barn in on her like this. Or feather. Hey, Molly, look who I found. Walking the streets like an old bum. Remember Bill Smith we used to go to school with in Peoria?
2: Well, how do you do? I'm sure, Mr. Smith.
1: Molly, well, you haven't changed a bit. and Don't call me Mr. Smith, either. It was Bill when we were both in... uh, What was the name again? The tough teacher we had that... Miss Fidish. uh, Miss Fidish. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Ah, uh, that's the one! What a woman! She had a face like a tired candle. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, you look wonderful. If I hadn't happened to be passing, an old fibber hadn't recognized. I knew you was... the minute I saw you, Bill. Of course, <laughs> I got a terrific memory for faces. So uh, I...
2: McGee, uh-huh? why do you let Mister Su- uh, Why do you let Bill stand there with those suitcases? Give the man a chair. Oh, for God's
1: sake, here, sit down,
2: sit down, Billy Boy, sit down. Billy Boy, <laughs> I've
1: <haven't laughs> heard that since the old days when you were on the team, fibber. What
2: team was that, Bill?
1: What do you mean, what team? I was second blade on the mumbledy-peg team, wasn't I?
2: <laughs> oh,
1: this is wonderful. Just arrived in town, and I meet up with two of my old school day friends. You know, sometimes I... Oh, uh,
2: pardon me. Oh, come right in, Alice, dear. Well, I was just going... Hi, Alice.
1: Oh, your daughter, McGee, is amazing resemblance.
2: No, no, Alice isn't our daughter, William. She's just... Oh, not your granddaughter? No.
5: I'm not really a relative at all, Mr... Oh, excuse
2: me, Mr. Smith,
1: this is Alice Darling. Alice, shake hands with our old school chum, Bill Smith. Delighted
5: to meet
2: you, Alice. How do you do? Alice is doing war work at the airplane plant, Mr. Smith.
1: She's a welder, Bill. Carrying the torch for several thousand aviators, you might say.
5: <laughs> no relation, eh? I would have thought. Oh, I'm not really related, Mr. Smith. But after all, Mrs. McGee has been just like a mother of... I mean, like a big sister. <laughs> Thanks for the reduction in rank here. <laughs> and Mr. McGee is sort of a second father to me. In fact, he acts a lot like my real father, especially when I forget my key at night and he has to come down and let me in.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't mind, Alice. My gosh, a guy'd have to be pretty bad tempered to mind waking up out of a sound sleep at 2 a.m., getting out of bed onto the icy floor, stubbing his toe against the door facing, falling over an end table, going downstairs to let somebody in who's only lost four door keys so far. <laughs>
5: Uh, Did you want to see me about something, Alice? Oh, nothing in particular, thanks. Well, goodbye, Mr. Smith. I suppose I'll see you in the morning.
1: I'm afraid not, Alice. I'm just in town overnight on business, and as soon as I check into a hotel... My uh... gosh, Bill, I never even asked you where you were staying. Oh,
5: they'll never let you stay at a hotel, Mr. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) You might just as well relax. Mr. and Mrs. McGee are the most hospitable people in town, and any time an old friend of theirs shows up... Well... Gee, I better be going. I guess. Goodbye. Goodbye. Right. Goodbye,
3: Alan.
1: Well, I guess I better be shoving off too. No, Terry, no. you're staying right here tonight, Billy Boy.
2: Of course, William. Oh, I
1: couldn't impose on you like this. After all, come on, come on, come on! Give me them suitcases. How's Uncle Dennis's room, Molly?
2: It's all ready, dearie. Molly. Uncle Dennis won't be back for several days. Yeah,
1: Uncle Dennis uh, is he the uncle who? Yes, but not as much as he used to.
2: Well, come on. Now. <laughs>
1: The orchestra playing Temptation.
2: You'd better get back to the grocery as soon as you can, McGee, if Mr. Smith stays for dinner. Oh, he
1: will. Gee whiz, we can't turn an old schoolmate away.
2: Incidentally, uh, what does this Mr. Smith do, McGee? Search me. I hated to ask
1: him. And there's nothing in his wallet that gives a clue.
2: (laughs) In his wallet? Yeah,
1: nothing but 65 bucks in cash, some credit cards, two mutual tickets from Hialeah, a card with his wife's birthday and wedding anniversary wrote on it, and a recipe for how to make a gimlet.
2: Oh, Mm -hmm. a gimlet. Maybe he's a toolmaker. Ah,
1: could be. (laughs) Uh,
2: Say, uh, McGee, uh, (laughs) what were you doing going through the man's wallet? Aren't you ashamed of yourself? Why, Molly,
1: you know I wouldn't do a thing like that. All that stuff fell out of his wallet when it dropped on the floor when I shook his coat. Oh, well, he... Well, uh,
2: where is he now? (laughs) He's
1: washing up. Says he'd be right down. He asked me who crocheted them guest towels, and I told him you did, Molly, and he says he'd wipe his hands on his shirt tail before he touched
6: them beautiful things. Ah, oh,
2: my goodness, those were just some old stuff. Come in. Oh, Mr. Wellington.
6: Good day, good day, Mrs. McGee. How charming you look. And McGee, how? How? <laughs>
2: See, uh, if you two Pottawatomies want to make big medicine, the squaw can go chip a few
6: arrowheads. (laughs) Mm, Not at all, Mrs. McGee, Mm, not at all. I merely called to remind Chairman McGee... Chairman McGee? What am I chairman of
1: now? Doggone it, you guys slap me on every committee that any egghead can think up. I can't come to
6: any meetings tonight, too. No, we
2: have a house guest, Mr. Wellington, (laughs) an old schoolmate from Peoria. After all
6: these years. Ah, uh, yes. As the fellow said after he wore bow ties for 15 years, long tie, no see. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing like uh, meeting old friends. Now, you take my half-brother. Why? Well, frankly, I don't want him. <laughs> what, what good is half a brother? Try to borrow $20, and what do you get? 10 Play a game of golf with him, and what does he do? Quits after nine and holds.
2: Say, is he the uh, brother that keeps turning his head and winking at you, Mr. Wellington? You know, the one that ran the lighthouse for so many years?
3: <laughs>
6: mm, no. No, that is my cousin, Torpid Wellington. Oh, yeah. My cousin once removed, which everyone agrees wasn't often enough.
3: <laughs> well, it
1: must
6: be wonderful to be a half-brother and only have to sit through part of a double teacher. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do, Sig? He is an executive of that factory on Oak Street, the one that manufactures the cedar chests. Oh, yes. Do you know that in 1927 they made only 724 cedar chests? Hmm. But... In 1943... <laughs> I repeat that. In 1943 they made
2: 4,367. Isn't that some? Some
6: what? Chest expansion? Ah! With the meeting if possible, old fellow, a fond toodle to you, Mrs. McGee, and to you, McGee, who? <laughs> Big chiseler. No,
2: he's nothing of the kind. Mr. Wellington is the soul of honor.
1: You got him two inches too far forward in the shoe, baby. That guy's one of those kind of... Ah, I certainly feel refreshed. This is a very comfortable home you have here. You want it, Fibber? It's a partnership deal, Bill. Oh, you and Molly?
2: No, us and the FHA. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you don't know what it means to be far from home and run into two old friends like this. Say, you remember that store in uh, in Peoria where us fellows used to hang out, Fibber? Huh? The, uh, you know the one down on the right across from the, uh, oh you know. Oh, the puff cigar store. The puff cigar <laughs> store. Yeah. Oh, I haven't yeah. thought of that place for years. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, those were great old days. Uh, what have you been doing yourselves, anyway?
2: Well, uh, himself here was in Vaudeville for a while, Mr. Smith.
1: Vaudeville, huh? Yes, sir. A guy and I by the name of Fred Nitney from Starved Rock, Illinois. Yeah. Had a great little act. Songs, dances, and comical sayings. Had so many bookings, we never played the same place
2: twice. Ah. <laughs> those lucky places. Uh, Say, tell Mr. Smith the joke you and Fred Nittany always used to do, McGee. Which one, Molly? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the one where you come out in the hip boots and Fred said, what are those? And you say, uh, these are my golf shoes. And he said, golf shoes. And you say, yes, a hole in one. Uh, Tell Mr. Smith that one. (laughs)
1: I wish you would. No, I don't want to get those jokes started again. Might want to revive the old act any time now. I've never... been a lot of fun. Yeah? yeah. Did you, uh, you didn't make all your money in Vaudeville?
2: As a matter of fact, uh, he didn't make any of it in Vaudeville.
3: <laughs>
1: As a matter of fact, I didn't. Uh, uh... Hey, you remember the time, O'Malley? Hiya, pal. Hiya, there, Oh, excuse me. I thought it was somebody else.
2: Come on in, Mr. Wilcox. Uh, This is Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith, Mr. Wilcox. How
1: do you do, sir? How are you?
2: Mr. Smith is an old friend of ours, Mr. Wilcox. He was
1: back in our old school days, Junior. Well, looks a little young to have been a truant officer that long ago. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, uh, you're looking nice, Mr. Wilcox. How's everything with you? Oh,
1: wonderful, Molly. Business has been wonderful. Oh, business, 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 business. Don't you ever think of anything but business? Let me think. Nope. no. What is your business, Mr. Wilcox? Oh, dear. Rocket ship for Racine leaving on track two. (laughs) The King's Men singing Starwood Mountain.
4: I've got a gal in the Starwood Mountain. Hold it down. She
0: won't come and I won't call her. Hold it down, a fiddle day.
4: Roosters are crowing in the tower wood about it Oh, down, fiddle day. So many pretty, pretty gals, I can't count em. Oh, down, a fiddle day. <laughs> Big dogs bark oh, and the little ones bite ya. Hold it down, be the day. Big girls court and the little ones fight ya. Hold it down, be the lady. My true love lives up in Ledger. Hold it down, be the lady. She won't come, and I won't fetch her. Hold oh, it down, be the
3: lady. <laughs>
4: I've got a gal at the head of the holler. Oh, oh down, down the, the field come the summer the of them days. days. She won't come and I won't follow her. Oh, down the field come the summer of them days. Oh, i got a gal
3: t'other the side
4: of the pasture. Oh, the young, the idly day. She won't come and I won't ask her. Oh, the young, the idly day. I just wrote her a love sick letter. Oh, day. The of the day. if she wants to reader, her, she will have to come and get her. Oh, on the day, oh man, oh
3: man, I want your daughter. Oh, 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 she must make and carry me water. oh, 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 hum.
5: oh, oh, oh,
4: oh, 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 oh,
3: They can carry me water, oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. That reminds me, what time is it? I I simply got to get downtown. I got so interested talking to Mister Wilcox here, I almost. Uh, well, I forgot I have a couple of business calls to make. Oh, but now. look, Bill, gee whiz. Hey, I'd be glad to drive you downtown, Mr. Smith. Oh, is... Say, I'd appreciate it a lot. Well, I'll be back in a couple of hours, folks. Bye. Well, for the love of love, that's a fine state of how do you do. Wilcox running away with our guest.
2: Heavenly days, McGee. You can't deny the man a business call. He has to make a living. No, I don't see what... Oh, maybe Mr. Smith forgot something. Come in. Oh, hello, Beulah.
0: <laughs> Evening, <sir>. folks. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good afternoon. First, with you a brief moment.
1: <laughs> Why, sure, Beulah, sure. What's on your mind?
0: Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> Mrs. Tooth want to know... Mrs. Tooth, that's where I work, <laughs> <at> the Tooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. Well, Miss Tooth, you was saying contact bridge this afternoon. Uh-huh. and She want to buy the mint sauce, and she want to know, can she borrow enough meat points so she can get a shoulder of lamb?
2: <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Beulah. Tell her we're short of meat points ourselves.
1: Borrow enough meat points for a roast. That woman has got more brass than the
0: Boston Symphony. He's got no brass, look
3: at you! He's
0: real amusing, ain't he, man? Well, don't
2: ask me, Beulah. The woman can't testify against her own husband, you know. Uh, by the way, Beulah, uh, do you wear a uniform over a tuxes?
0: Yes. Um. Mr. Toopsay I ought to wear a ten-gallon hat too on account of I'm so at home on the rain. <laughs> <laughs> how do you uh,
1: how do you dress on the days when they have company?
0: Well, sir, first I put on my shoes and my holes, then I get out of bed and I flip them to my Who wants to know that? <laughs> What form do you wear, Beulah? Oh, excuse me, sir. Oh, I do wear the usual, a little white apron and a banana on my head. You mean bandana? Yes, and that's what I say, banana. (laughs) Well, thank you much, folks, and don't forget, if you ever need a good cook, I'm a specialist on, um... What's your favorite dish, Mr. McGee? Squab and wild rice. Oh, that's my specialty. Uh. Yes, and I make it with plain rice. Huh? Because when it seemed a squab, it'd go wild. Well, good night.
1: (laughs) The King's Men and Marcy Dole.
4: Everybody's doing it, you hear it every minute A kiddly dighty you, wouldn't you? or would you? Maddy-dotes and dody there must be something in it We've done a little research on the sly And brother, there is more to this than me, see I? Monksy-derps and monksy-derps and little bonzy-deather A yakky-deather too, are you listening? <laughs> Skunksy-Durfs and monksy Durps and Little Pondsy-Durfs, a yaggly-durfs too, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the words sound queer and crazy to the ear, but it's easy to put them together. Say, Ramsey-Pie and Ramsy pie and Ramsey-Corn and, ramsey and Hensey-Corn, and did you know that Little skunksy Heather? Oh, no! Skunksy-Durfs and monksy Durps and Little Pondsy-Durfs, a yaggly-durfs too, wouldn't you? A yaggly-durfs too, wouldn't you? Treat and feet, little bears, you tiny, a piggly, tiny, too, When you would too if you could get it. Cowsy feet and sousey feet, little bears, tiny, a piggly, tiny, too, and don't forget it. And now, everybody knows that a cow is poor, and if a bear tiny, he will get stung. And everybody knows that if a pig won't eat, he's either too old or too young. So, cow. And sour, sweet, and little bears It's honey, a biggly-donny too And you can bat it fast. Snailsy-deals and whalesy-deals and little sharksy-doysters, a squiddly-doyster too, a wooden to you, leave our faces. Snailsy-deals and whalesy-deals and little sharksy-doysters, a squiddly-doyster too,
3: a wooden to you, we
4: embrace it. The words sound a little queer, aren't they just a bit peculiar to the ear. They make you want to run away and climb into a cloister. Or skipping all the silly stuff about snails eating eels. just how to the shark, crack, and oyster Snails deals and cows squeals, and scums dirt, And scumsy and And do little antsy We are going crazy, too, would not you?
1: How do you like these cigars, Bill? They're good, aren't they? Oh, swell, Remember, They're great. How long have you been smoking? First one I ever tried. Where'd you
2: buy them? I'm
1: downtown here somewhere. Man, I'm so full of food, I can hardly breathe. That was a wonderful dinner, Molly.
2: Well, thank you, Mr.
1: Smith. Say, by the way, speaking of food, you remember where we used to go for those wonderful malted milks back in our school days? Oh, you mean up in the same block as the... As the
2: shoe store that was run by the father?
1: I remember. He was in the same English class. Uh, what was that teacher's name again? Uh, Fidich. Fidich.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, she went around with a fellow who... Went with him. She was married to him. Uh, that's right. She went around with him, too.
2: <laughs> See, uh, was your father the Smith that had the cleaning and dyeing place over? No, him?
1: no, Molly, that was another Smith His name. Oh, I remember the... him, he was from up on uh, the... That's
2: uh... right, that's... And then your father must have been the one so that... That's
1: the one Did a great <laughs> business, too Made a lot of money Yeah, I remember the place Just across the street from the store that sold the...
2: Oh, were they good Two for a nickel <laughs> <laughs>
1: first place Dad had. The second place was over near the... I
2: know, with the green awning. And the wind is full of... The... Oh, I love that shop.
1: Yes, it was a very popular place with the... The high school crowd. Yeah, oh boy, it sure was. How'd your old man ever get into that business, Bill? Yeah, well, he... Well, that's, that's a pretty long story. I think Molly's pretty tired. I'd love to sit around and Gab all night, but I've got a long train ride tomorrow and well, that was a wonderful dinner.
2: Well, friend. I'm so glad you enjoyed it, Mr. Smith. Uh, say, I put an extra blanket on your bed in case it turned cold tonight.
1: Uh, thanks a lot. McGee, you're a lucky man. Uh, she's a lucky woman, too. I paid for the blanket.
2: <laughs> well,
1: good night. Good night. Good night, Billy boy. Hmm.
2: Say, uh, what on earth was that silly routine we were doing? I don't
1: know. You mean about the green awning? And sure. I don't know. I'm kind of baffled myself.
2: You know, the more I see of Mr. Smith, the less I can remember him. Mm-hmm. Are you sure we know him?
1: Why, sure, I'm sure. He'd come right up to me on the street and called me by name, didn't he? And asked how little Molly Driscoll was. My gosh, if he wasn't the real thing, he'd never... Who's that?
2: Who makes calls at this time of night? Come in, doctor. <laughs> hello, Dr. Gamble. Hello,
1: Molly. Saw your light and thought I'd stop and say hello. Hello, slum child. <laughs> Who's the proud papa? Proud papa? Don't tell me you bought a decent cigar. Hmm? That doesn't smell like your usual brand of mildewed buggy whip.
2: <laughs> well, it was uh, given to him by our house guest, doctor, an old school chum from Peoria.
1: Yeah, sorry you weren't here earlier, doc. Like to have had you met in him. Yes, I'm sorry, too. Any school chum of yours would be a curiosity to me. <laughs> you must show me your third grade diploma sometime.
2: Oh, now, doctor, McGee went further than that.
1: Don't talk to us about education, you Silly aspirin peddler. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason you turned out to be an ear specialist is because you peeked over so many people's shoulders at examination time. Why, you ignorant little ignoramus? It's no wonder you wound up working for whom you do, the way you must have polished apples to get through the elementary grade. Why? Is if... that
2: so? Why are you big? Begging... Boy, hmm? be quiet. Mr. Smith is asleep. Why, you big, egotistical, swell-headed, bed of cap pistol. You couldn't study your
1: way through, Mother Goose. And any time you can show me a high school diploma, you phony little infinitive splitter, I'll eat it in the window of Kramer's drugstore with lettuce and mayonnaise. Now, boys, please don't do that. <laughs> Look who's talking. Why, I've been further under the barn looking for eggs than you ever went in your whole college career. You
3: test-tube
1: titmouse.
3: mouse <laughs> Yeah? And
1: the only reason I took up medicine is so that I could wear rubber gloves and strangle stupid little biological... Mis- mm-hmm. Say, before I forget it, McGee, huh? what? haven't we got a cribbage game scheduled for tomorrow?
2: McGee said you did. At the Elks at 2.30. Can you make it, Doc? I'll be there. Good night. Good night, Doctor. So long, Good night. kid.
3: Ah,
1: great guy, Doc. I'd like to have had Bill Smith meet him.
2: Well, I'd still like to know if he went to school with you or with me. Oh, well.
1: (laughs) Uh, We'll ask him in the morning. Well, let's go to bed. Uh
2: didn't Mr. Smith.
1: How'd you sleep? Like a top. Hey, Bill. Yes? Yeah? I, uh, we... Well, Molly and I got to talking about everything last night and we're, we're kind of puzzled. Which one of us did you go to school with?
2: Yes, you know, McGee and I were several grades apart in school.
1: <clears throat> well, you've been too nice to me to be a rat any longer. I didn't go to school with either one of you. What? In fact, I've never been in Peoria in my life.
2: Well, well, heavenly Dave. Dog
1: Connor, m- what was the idea of giving us that old childhood playmate business? Look, did you ever try to rent a hotel room in this town? For all the deceitful, chiseling grafters. That guy Smith was the dirtiest, lowest. Now, down the- now,
2: now, for goodness' sakes, McGee. The man was desperate. Yeah. And he can't be so bad when he was so thoughtful as to send me these beautiful flowers. Oh yeah. Trying
1: to patch it all all up with three bucks worth of petunias, eh? Oh, no. By George, when I give this story to the newspapers and he sees his name in print, he won't be.
2: Oh, say, McGee, I forgot to tell you. He sent you this box of cigars, too.
1: Cigars? The kind he gave me before? Hmm. He... <laughs> that was a pretty clever stunt of his at that, you know?
2: <laughs> Great personality, Smith. <laughs> My, how he has changed. Huh? Never mind. Okay. Good night. Good night, all.
1: broadcast of the Fibber McGee and Molly Show is a presentation of the Armed Forces Radio Service.